Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our worship service on this last Lord's Day of June. We hope everyone is well, and let us continue to pray one for another. The psalmist said in Psalms 30, verse 4, Sing unto the Lord, all ye saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holiness. And that is what we want to do each and every day, as God is our rock and our fortress. Our announcements on this Lord's Day will be given to us by Brother William Carruthers, our singing, Brother Taylor Moore, Scripture in Prayer, Brother Trenton Moore. Our sermon this morning will be delivered by Brother Arnold Spivey. Brother Kantz, William Kantz, will do our Lord's Supper and our prayer offering. The benediction will be myself, Glenn McLean. At this time, let us prepare for our worship service on this Lord's Day. I do hope that you have your communion close to you, your Bibles, as we now prepare for our worship service. Good day, church. I hope and pray that God is keeping you safe and that he's keeping you deep within the hollow of his hand today. Here are today's announcements. Brother James Webster is doing better, but still being cared for at Boulevard Terrace in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The nurses may still allow you to talk to him if they have the time using their cell phone at 615-896-4505. Also, continue to keep Brother Casey Gore in your prayers as well. Sister Gladys Easley is continuing to rest at home. You can check on Sister Gladys by contacting her daughter Cassandra at 615-626-7233. Sister Linda Templeton was released from the hospital, and you can check on her by calling her cell phone at 615 615- Three three zero three nine two one. Sister Andrea Shelton is asking for prayers for strength, as well as for prayers for her son and family. Sister Rachel Belafont is asking for prayers for several members of her family. She has an aunt with a medical condition, and also asks that we pray for victims of domestic violence and racial injustice. Sister Darlene Spence wants to thank the congregation for your cards, calls, flowers, food, and prayers concerning the recent passing of her mother. We shockingly learned on yesterday that Brother Terry Heilig Jordan, a former member of Lawrence Avenue, is in a live hospice with only a few days to live. Please remember him and his family in your prayers. A few months ago, some of us may have heard about him having cancer via social media. But speaking for myself, uh, I never saw anything else concerning his progress or regress. And with all the distractions going on, uh, just hadn't thought anything else about it. But uh, on yesterday, we found out that he is in a live hospice. So 
we're asking each and every one of you to please uh, keep him in your prayers and pray for his family. Let's just make sure that we're constantly praying for all of our sick, all of our bereaved, all of our elderly, all of our members who may be traveling to see family and loved ones, and let's just continue to pray for our country as well. Now, Lord willing, we still plan on reopening the building for worship services on Sunday, July the 5th, for a 10 o'clock a.m. worship service only. There will be no evening services or Bible classes at the building. The service will be open to those who choose to come at this time, and we will continue our worship service podcast for those who are not ready to return to the building. We will continue to follow strict CDC guidelines that include social distancing, face mask, temperature scans, hand sanitizer, and other measures to keep the congregation safe. Right now, it still looks as though many people are not taking the necessary precautions that they once did, and now we find that the COVID-19 cases are still increasing in Nashville. Leadership will continue to monitor its progress or its decrease and will keep the congregation informed of any changes. Now, the latest update that we have is telling us that Metro Nashville will or or is planning on implementing a public face mask mandate effective this afternoon. Now, for more details concerning the mandate, I recommend that you consult your local news media outlets. These details uh, will give us more information concerning uh, where uh, these masks will have to be worn. Uh, we don't know if it means why you're uh, just around a lot of people or just the fact that whenever you're outside anywhere in the public that you must wear a face mask, and we don't know exactly right now what this will mean as far as those who plan on uh, assembling back in the church building please contact your local news media outlets for further details. If you are planning on riding the van once we start to assemble back in the building, face masks and social distancing rules must be adhered to. So if you're planning on riding the van once the building reopens, you must wear a face mask and practice social distancing. If you are planning on riding the van, please contact Brother Ernest Davis to make arrangements. Also, if you are homebound and you are still in need of communion emblems, you can also uh, contact Brother Ernest Davis, and his number is area code 615-587-9027. We hope that everyone has been uh, enjoying the Bible class podcast entitled Paul in the Book of Acts. Brother William Kance is teaching that class, doing a great job. Uh, The class will continue today. 
And today's lesson text will come from Acts chapter 14, verses 8 through 20. And the subject for today's lesson is signs and wonders. Continue to check your text messages for the link on Saturday evenings. And just as you would do for our worship podcast, we encourage you to follow Brother Kansas' study anytime on the Lord's Day. You can contact Brother Kansas with any questions or comments via his email address at bill.kants at gmail.com. Again, that's bill.kants at gmail.com. Our planned virtual joint prayer meeting with Ackland Avenue will take place or took place this morning at 1130 a.m., depending on when you listen to this podcast. Now, instructions on how to log in or call in were sent out prior to today's podcast via text message, and we hope the prayer session will be or had been a source of spiritual strength and encouragement during these times of uncertainty. Don't forget to mail in your collection. You can send your collection to the Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ, P.O. Box 41648, Nashville, Tennessee, 37204. Or you can call one of the leaders and we will make arrangements to pick up your offering and get it to our treasurer. Lastly, we want to again remind everyone to please continue to take the COVID-19 virus seriously and follow all necessary precautions. Continue to stay connected, keep the faith, and pray for one another and pray for our country. At this time, Brother Taylor Moore will now lead us in our singing. Good morning. For our first selection, let's turn to page 870. I'm happy today. 870. All found? Let's all sing. I'm happy today, oh yes, I'm happy today in Jesus Christ. I'm happy today because he's taken all my sins away, and that's why I'm happy today. I'm singing today, oh yes, I'm singing today in Jesus Christ. I'm singing today because he's taken all my sins away, and that's why I'm singing today. I'm praying today, oh yes, I'm praying today in Jesus Christ. I'm praying today because he's taken all my sins away, and that's why I'm praying today. I'm happy today, oh yes, I'm singing today in Jesus Christ. I'm praying today because he's taken all my sins away, and that's why I'm sharing today. Page 383. 383. Just over in the glory land. 
a film, let us sing. I've a home prepared where the saints abide, just over in the glory land. And I long to be by my Savior's side, just over in the glory land. And just over in the glory land, I'll join the happy angels band, just over in the glory land. And just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand, just over in the glory land. I am on my way to those mansions fair, just over in the glory land. There to sing God's praise and His glory share, just over in the glory land. And just over in the glory land, I'll join the happy angels band, just over in the glory land. And just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand, just over in the glory land. And with the blood-washed throne, I will shout and sing, just over in the glory land. And glad hosannas to Christ the Lord and King, just over in the glory land. And just over in the glory land, I'll join the happy angels band, just over in the glory land. And just over in the glory land, there with the mighty host I'll stand, just over in the glory land. Brother Trenton Moore will now lead us in a scripture reading prayer. Good morning. This morning's scripture reading uh, will be uh, from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. And I'm reading from the King James Version. Verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together, and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men, as every man had need. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. I read unto you Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47. Do not be led in prayer. Let's pray. Dearly Father, at this time, we want to say thank you, God, for another day. We want to thank you for another day that was not promised to us. We want to thank you for another Lord's Day that was not promised to us, where we'd be able to sing praises, lift up songs, hymns, and lift up prayers unto you. We thank you for the many blessings that you bestowed upon us, such as our food, our clothing, our shelter, our family and friends, our family and friends in Christ. 
We want to thank you for this life. We want to thank you for the senses that you have given us and just all the many things that you have done for us, the things that you are doing and the things that you will do for us in the future. We also want to thank you most of all for your only son, Jesus Christ, who died across for our sins so that, we had, so that we'll have that chance to beat you, Father, and lose you as eternally. At this time, we want to say thank you again for this time that we've had so far and the time that we will have to have a worship service. We pray that things will be done pleasing and supple unto you. We pray that um, we will uh, focus our minds, focus our hearts on the things that need to be focused on and focused during this time. And we uh, ask you to be with the speaker as he prepares to give us a sermon. And please allow us to be able to pay attention to that, to that sermon and be able to apply it to our lives and be able to even share it unto others. And we pray that uh, you continue to be with us and guide us throughout this worship service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I've seen page 720. Watch and pray. 720. All found, that's all seen. Watch and pray for the Lord is coming, coming in the clouds someday. And wash your robes in the cleansing fountain. Watch your watch and pray. And watch and pray. Oh, watch and pray. For we know not the hour when the Lord shall come. And watch and pray. Oh, watch and pray. And be ready to enter the soul's bright home. He may come in the early morning. He may come at close of day. And watch and pray in his promise trusting. Watch your oh, watch and pray. And watch and pray. Oh, watch and pray. For we know not the hour when the Lord shall come. And watch and pray. Oh, watch and pray. And be ready to enter the soul's bright home. So, so give heed to the Savior's warning. And his blessed word obey, and be prepared when he comes to meet him. Watch or watch and pray, watch and pray, oh watch and pray. For we know not the hour when the Lord shall come, and watch and pray. Oh, watch and pray, and be ready to enter the soul's bright home. When he comes, he reward the faithful. What a glorious day twill be. Enjoy your ways, those who have made ready. Watch or watch and pray. Watch and pray, oh, watch and pray, for we know not the hour when the Lord shall come, and watch and pray, oh, watch and pray, and be ready to enter the soul's bright home. Good morning. And what a glorious morning 
It is. For God in his infinite wisdom has once again given us an opportunity to assemble ourselves for the purpose of worshiping him in spirit and in truth and an opportunity to work out our soul's salvation. I am reminded of what Peter said back in Matthew, the 17th chapter, in verse number four, when he said, Lord, it is good for us to be here. It is good for us to be here. But oftentimes we forget why we are here. At times we fail the test. Turn with me, if you will, to 2 Corinthians, the 13th chapter, verse number 5, in which the Bible says, examine yourselves as to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? This morning, I would like to put us to the test. Our topic this morning is don't just go to church, be the church. In testing ourselves this morning, I start off by proposing the question to you, what is the church? What do you think of when you speak of the church? You see, the, the, the concept of the church has, has been so greatly distorted since the writing of the scriptures that it's easy for us to miss what church is all about. And when I say what church is all about, it is according to the word of God. In the minds of, of many churches, it's just something you go to. Church has become something that we just do. Church is, is somewhere you go for about an hour or perhaps two or three hours during the course of a week. Church in the minds of some has become something that you just merely attend. The perception of church rests at a level somewhere between us having a psychiatrist and belonging to the Boy Scouts. These concepts are extremely unbiblical at best and slanderous of God at the worst. But when we look at the religious world, church, this is what we see. People rank church somewhere between a hobby and an extracurricular activity. So I want us to look at today's lesson that's going to be entitled once again, Don't Just Go to Church, Be the Church. I want us to, to look at this lesson this morning and examine what the scriptures have to say and for us to learn what the church looked like in the first century, and then observe what God depicts to be a local church. Once again, our primary text for this study is taken from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 
through 47, and once again here the Bible states, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship, and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Then fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common, and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. We read about a group of Christians who are the local church in Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 2, Peter has preached the gospel concerning the salvation that's found in Jesus. In verse 41, we see that on the day of Peter's sermon, what we call the day of Pentecost, about 3,000 people responded to the word. They were baptized and were added to Christ and his kingdom. So what did these new Christians do? What was their natural response to being saved by God's grace? We've just read it in verses 42 through 47. So now, our second question is, who are we, church? Seems like a very simple question, but the answer can become complex. It says, who are we? This is a concept that we repeatedly see in the the scriptures concerning Christians that is easy to miss in our individualistic society today. We're going to look at a number of texts And I want us to observe who we are in Christ Jesus. First of all, I want you to see that we are joined together. Acts 2 and and 44, it says, And all who believed were together and had all things in common. See, there is a devotion here, church, to being together that is emphasized throughout the book of Acts, when it comes to describing the church. In Acts 2 and 42, Luke records that they were devoted and they were persistent in all of the following, the apostles' teaching and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and prayers. Now, the same word, transverted, devoted, also appears in Acts 2 and 46. And when we translate that, in many Bible versions, is translated as to mean continued. In other words, every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple. Notice Acts chapter 4 and verse 32. Luke once again makes the same point about these Christians in Jerusalem when he writes, Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but that they had everything in common. 
Now, church, here is a tremendous picture of unity. And this unity existed among the Christians here in Jerusalem. So what we're reading about here, church, is a radical change in the lives of these people. So quite simply, what I'm saying is when I look at what's going on in the world today and they're talking about unity, the type of unity that the world needs today is the type of unity that can only be found within the word of God. Because it is truly a unity where truly all lives do matter. A common view of Christianity is that it's something that we add to our lives. But in Acts, their whole lives and outlook was changed. The Apostle Paul describes the change this way. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Second Corinthians chapter five and verse 17. The change, church, caused these Christians to desire to spend their time together. They devoted themselves to continue steadfastly together. It's not that they were commanded to be together. The apostle Peter did not have to beg these Christians to spend time together. They wanted to be together forming what the scriptures describe as the church or the body of Christ. One of the other pictures that we see in the scriptures is used to describe this, this new life we have in Christ is to call us a body. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and, and verse 27, the Bible states, it says, Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. In other words, a body has unity. Your hand is, is never doing something over here that the rest of the body does not know about. The church is described as the body of Christ. And as your hand is identified with your body, it is not separate. As you are identified with the body of Christ, even though you are an individual, you are not separate. Romans chapter 12, verses 4 and 5 says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. This concept makes us a family, but not just any family. We are the family of Christ. And as leadership and the members here prepare to open up the doors of the church again, we are aware that everyone is not going to show up. That's your choice. The pandemic may have you thinking it's not safe for you to be here in close proximity. But whether you are here or not, you are still part of the body. You are still loved. You are still 
missed. You are still part of the family of Christ. Matthew chapter 12, verses 48 to 50 read, but he replied to the man who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Jesus had come to create a new family in Christ, a spiritual family that is stronger than our physical family ties. The scriptures similarly describe us as a spiritual house in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. The ideals of belonging to the body of Christ and the family of Christ speak to us having that new identity. See, church is, is, is not somewhere you go. Church is not only what we belong to. We are the church. You don't go to church. You are the church. We need to treat church with the idea of ownership and not as a rental. You see, you treat things differently when you own something versus simply renting something out. We are the church. We are the body of Christ. We are the family of Christ. I want you to listen at how the apostle Peter put it. Peter says now, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. First Peter chapter 2, verses 9 through 10. I want you to notice, church, that Peter does not speak in individual terms at all. Nor does he speak of the church as something that we just go to. Verse 10 really drives this point. It says, before you were not a people. Before, you were just you. You were all a bunch of individuals. But now you have an identity. And it's a joint identity. You have now become part of something greater than yourself. We are called into God's family, and this means that we must be committed to one another, just as members of our body are committed one to another. Being family is not an event. It's who we are. And I want you to think about this. Only dysfunctional families do not have the desire to be together. We are reading in Acts that these Christians are sharing their lives, not just their possessions. 
And as we look at the scene in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, I also want you to notice that they, they did not just come together merely to accomplish a task or, to, or, or, or some duty. They, they didn't look at coming together as something that needed to be commanded to them. They didn't need to be told to do this. And I want you to catch this point. Nor did they see God as five acts that must be accomplished. And God will be angry if we don't get here and get these five acts of worship done. See, this worship needs to be done in spirit and in truth. Perhaps this is the worst thing that has come from the idea of the five acts of worship. It is if there now are just tasks that have to be completed. And once the checklist is finished, then we can go home and, 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 and get back to our lives. Since we, 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 we now think that we have these things done on Sunday morning, our mindset becomes, why do I need to come back Sunday night? Why come back on Wednesday night in church if this is your attitude toward worship? Then truly, you may as well stay home. Because, see, we come together because we are a family. Any preaching or any teaching would not be valid or complete without application. So what I want to do with this lesson is to change our thinking about who we are and what we're doing. I want us to consider what it requires for us to, to model that first century church, those first century Christians who were full of one heart and soul. The Apostle Paul praised the Thessalonians because of the love they had for one another, and that love was increasing. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3. John also had something to say about that, and he writes in 1 John 3 and 14, he says, Now we know that we have crossed over from death into life because we love our fellow Christians. The one who does not love remains in death. Now, here is how we can know that we have been transferred from darkness into his marvelous light. And it is by what we do to and how we treat each other. In John, 1 John chapter 4, verses 10 to 11, it says, And this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Church, let our thinking change about church. Don't just go to church. Be the church. Don't think of church as something that we merely do. Don't think of church membership like your membership that we have over at Costco. You are a new creation, transformed by God's word and then transplanted into the family and the body of Christ. So don't just go to church. Be 
the church. And some of you may be asking this morning while you're listening to this podcast, well, well, how do I do that, Brother Spivey? You do that by following God's plan of salvation. Or you simply have to hear the word, believing what you have heard, repenting of your sins, confessing Christ as being the son of the true and living God, and then being baptized for the remission of those sins. And the Revelation writer says that we have to live faithful unto death. Until we meet again, God bless. I thank Brother Spava again for that message. Really appreciate that. Let's all turn to page 12 as we focus our minds on the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Page 12. Alas, and did my Savior bleed, and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, and the burdens of my heart rolled away. And it was there by faith I received my sight, and now I am happy all the day. Before the Lord's Supper, let us pray for the offering. Almighty and everlasting God, we come thanking you this day for all who have given of their means and did so willingly without any malice of forethought. We pray that the funds that are collected will be used for the edification of your kingdom. These and all other blessings we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, Amen. Now let us turn our minds to the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Turn with me, church, to Ephesians 2, 12 through 16. Chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 12 through 16. King James reads, that at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity 
thereby. Now Matthew, St. Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 30. Again, the King James reads, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and brake it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Let us pray for the body and the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father God, we, we can't thank you enough for the sacrifice that your son made on our behalf. We just want you to know that we, we recognize the sacrifice, and we pray that each person takes these emblems with clean hands and pure heart. It is in Jesus Christ that we offer up this prayer. Amen. Now, you may please take the bread. Now you please take the cup. Chapter 26, verse 30 in Matthew reads, And when they had sung an hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. This concludes this portion of our service. So I'll turn to page 478 as we close. Oh, I want to see him. 478. Sing the first verse. All found, let us all sing. And as I journey through the land and singing as I go and pointing souls to Calvary and to the crimson flow and many arrows pierce my soul from without within and but my Lord he leads me on through him I must win and oh, I want to see him look upon his face and there to see forever of his saving grace. And on the streets of glory, just let me lift my voice. And cares all past and home and lands ever to rejoice. Shall we bow in prayer? Our God and Father, the God who 
watched over our fathers, the God who has given us life on this day, and the God that has blessed us with the homes and families that we have. Father, we are thankful for all the many blessings and things that you have given us. Father, we pray that this service has been conducted in a way that you are happy and pleased with. God, we pray that in the midst of a virus, that our dedication and our commitment, Father, to still worship and serve you is acceptable unto you. God, we pray that you will continue to watch over us and protect us uh, during these times. We pray, God, that you will continue to bless us with the senses that we need, God, to make wise judgments. Father, we pray that we will continue to be that light uh, before the world, that we will show the world who our God is, that in our conversations and our manner of life, God, we still should reflect Christ. Be with those, Father, on this day that may be sick, the many that may be hungry and homeless, that you may continue, God, to bless us, that we can be a blessing to them. Thankful, Father, for those who have rendered the service this morning. We're thankful, God, for their dedication and their zeal, and we pray that you will continue to watch over and bless them. Be with the churches throughout the world that are in your name, and may we do all things pleasing and honorable unto you. Father, we pray that as we lay our heads to rest on this day and this evening, God, that you will continue to watch over us and keep us safe. That if it is your will, God, that our eyes will open up tomorrow to see another day, another day to serve and to worship and glorify you. For we ask this prayer. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen.